Paranormal Perception is produced by 22 Creations Multimedia, LLC. Hey everybody, yeah I know, I said I was going to re- take a little break from recording new episodes, but here I am, only because this weekend is, I guess some of you have a three day weekend, but it's a 4th of July weekend. So I couldn't not do a special episode for the 4th of July. So let's do that. Here it is. This coming Monday, like I said, America is going to celebrate its independence for the 246th time since the Declaration of Independence was ratified by the Continental Congress on July 4th, 1776. After a history-changing victory in World War II, America began its reign as the world's most powerful and prosperous country, inspiring a lot of you, a lot of people from around the world to come here and live the American dream. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness has been the siren call for many from oppressed and corrupt countries. In over two centuries since the signing of the Declaration, America has had quite a colorful and eventful history. But this is paranormal perception. A large portion of America's history is haunted history. From wars, colonization, assassinations, shootings, riots, as well as the spirits that have been here long before this land was your land and my land from California to the New York Island. Today, you're going to learn about the haunted history of America. We'll do that right after this. Perception will return in a moment. Two Realm Paranormal presents the old BNL Roundhouse fundraiser event. On the weekend of September 24th and 25th, join Two Realm Paranormal at the haunted BNL Roundhouse in Cleveland, Ohio. Along with Two Realm Paranormal, you can meet paranormal investigator, demonologist, and singer-songwriter Sean Austin, Santiago Cirillo from AMC's The Walking Dead, Eric Connor from Epic.Paranormal on TikTok, and Kristen Lee, owner of the Bel Air House in Ohio. And along with Sean Austin, we'll screen one of their documentaries, In the Dark, in the Roundhouse. Speaking of Sean Austin, there'll be a concert featuring Sean's music also in the Roundhouse on that weekend. Vendors, a silent auction, Q&As, investigations of the roundhouse, including the infamous death car, and more. Tickets on sale now at tworealmparanormalresearch.com slash the old B&O fundraiser. 
to paranormal perception. I can almost smell the barbecue, almost taste the hot dogs, burgers, whatever it is. Yeah, I was going to be a big cheat day. Welcome back to Paranormal Perception on this special as we head into the 4th of July weekend episode. You just heard him. You're about to hear them again. Two Realm Paranormal, Sabrina Marine, Teresa Muncy. They, they know a lot, especially Teresa, as you're going to hear. She, they know a lot about the haunted history of America. So I said, you know what? Let, let's do a special episode. Have you come on and kick it off and we'll talk about the ghostly haunted history. Because we had a lot of it of America. I'll have a link to all of their, uh, the Two Realms, uh, Two Realm Paranormal Research.com if you want to go there directly as the website. I have a link to everything social media, YouTube, the BNO Roundhouse that's happening on September 24th and 25th. Uh, I have links to everything on the show description. Just click on her name, it'll take you right there. But first, let's welcome them to the show. Sabrina, Teresa, welcome back to the show. Hello, how are you? Hi, Henry. So, um, I, I was just thinking about that. I gotta apologize. I know it's uh, it's only Friday and it's not till Monday, but we haven't barbecued, so I can't offer you barbecue, hot dogs, or anything. But you know, we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll have to do with the stories. <laughs> That's okay. We'll do without. Yeah. So, so let's. Uh, like I said, I, I want I wanted to have you two on because, especially you, Teresa, you 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 were actually you actually gave me a few ideas. We were talking last week about doing uh, this kind of episode. And you, you, we're going to start with an idea that you gave me because I didn't even think of that. You know, most people, when you think America's haunted history, you think you think the Revolutionary War, uh, Gettysburg, obviously, which we'll probably talk about as the anniversary is coming up during this during this segment here. But you mentioned something that happened way before that even. So we'll start there. And that is something that happened in Salem, Massachusetts. And a lot of you nodding your head, you think you know where we're going. So. Go ahead, either one of you or Teresa, you go ahead, take, kick it off. Start there with America's haunted history. Well, we're talking about Salem, Massachusetts and the witch trials. Well, yeah, there. I, I don't know if there's been any proof of any witches that have uh, been roaming the streets of Salem. But um, back in 1692, there were a lot of people that were hung um, that were being accused. Well, imagine being hung and accused of something you did or didn't do, you're kind of angry, you have unfinished business, so chances are you're going to be roaming around. So, yeah. I actually know there was a, um, there's actually a prison that was there that when I visited Salem, it was the the old prison where um, the Boston Strangler was actually kept. And that prison is no longer there it has now been made into i do believe condos and when we were there it was still a prison very small but there was a lot of activity going on there and being prisoners you know that may not have had anything to do with the witches or it may have because of the energy that was there but um i've heard rumors that the um the condos are haunted um, people don't really talk a lot about it. They're but not allowed. They're they're kind of been hush hush, you know, because they don't want to blow the reputation of condos. But you know, what do you expect? You build condos where prison is. You're probably going to get activity. 
especially in a place where there is so much energy. Salem is, um, I mean, you have the gallows there, which was very big for a lot of energy that was not pleasant. Um, there are a lot of witches there today, which we have no problem with. Um, but back then, when the witch trials were going on, there really weren't any witches that were known. Uh, the hangings really were innocent people. And I imagine some of them might still be around. Do I know for sure? No. But I do know that Salem is haunted. And I imagine it's probably because of all the energy with people coming through all the time and and the history being talked about constantly and all that extra energy that's being put into it is probably keeping all that alive. Is is Salem haunted mainly because of the witch trials or, or did it have a haunted history before the witch trials happened? I imagine it had a haunted history before. I mean, honestly, I think hauntings go way back beyond our, you know, anything we can fathom. I mean, hauntings have been around since the beginning of time. We just didn't know about them. Well, there is a really famous house there, the Hawthorne House, um, which is actually a writer and it's haunted. It, It said that Nathaniel Hawthorne actually still haunts his house there. So, and that had nothing to do with the witch trials. So, with a colonial town like Salem, it ha- there has to be so much history there that it's going to be impossible for it to not be haunted. Yeah, it's not just about the witch trials. I mean, that's what everybody knows because that's what Salem's known for. But there were so many very influential people that were there. And, you know, there's a lot of violence that have been there in the past too i mean like every city um that probably goes back to the beginning of salem so i don't think it has really anything to do with the witches but i think that just adds to it it just adds to the extra energy that's there and and because there's so many people that travel through i mean with the tourism and everything it's just a constant energy flow and that energy flow is keeping everything alive. Yeah, and, and even though America hadn't uh, officially declared its independence uh, like it did on July fourth, seventeen seventy six, it is it is still considered you know a big part of American history, uh, haunt, the haunted American history, like like this episode is going to be about. Now uh, you mentioned and a lot of them were hanged. Some people have heard stories confirm for me if it's true or not. Were a lot of them also burned alive? Not in Salem. Um, that was more European. Like they, they did that over and with long before Salem, okay. long before those trials. Most of them were hung in Salem. And of course, we have, um, oh, I can't remember his name. Giles Corey is not yeah, the same. Uh, that was crushed. Yeah. 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 It, it, it's, you know, I mean, the burning and the hanging was going on in the European, and it 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 was that was happening before it even happened in Salem. So, what happened over there? Who knows? <laughs> I mean, I mean that's that's European history. So, unfortunately, I haven't got to go and explore that. <laughs> yeah, what <laughs> but, happened in Europe stayed in Europe. 
apparently. <laughs> well, I don't know. I'd love to go and explore it. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, no, and then I'm, I'll, I'll bring it back. Well, I'm asking that only because uh, I think I remember reading or maybe it was a documentary that I watched and I, I thought I, I heard, I remember them saying at least the first couple were were burned, were burned. And then I forget what the, what the court that they, that they, um, there was a name for it that they uh, put, they, they put together specifically for the witch trials. They said, uh, uh-uh. yeah, we're going to hang them, but we can't burn them. I mean, you're still killing them, yeah. but, but still we're not, we're not going to burn them. So that that's why I was asking is is there any truth to that that they were burned burned at the stake as as a thing goes? Not that I know, not that I know of. Um, possible, it is possible, but it's not something I know of personally. So yeah, so so I mean that's you. We can go on for we and, and yeah, just gave me an idea. We actually should do an episode in the future on just. <laughs> Maybe even a couple of episodes because it, it, it there's a there's a lot that goes into the history. It's not just they went to trial, they were hanged, and that's it. There's there's right. a lot it, that even carries to this century today that that that's uh, that came from from the uh, Salem witch trials. So we'll leave the witch trials in the past there. Uh, what should we go? To, what's to you? What's the next most haunted period in our history, or where, or where do you want to take it next? Well, I actually, you know, there was the first documented um, ghost sighting. It was in 1799, which was actually after the witch trials. And the witch trial, the witch, um, I guess, assuming that she was a witch, (laughs) was brought into that. I mean, that was one of the things they accused these people of being. So the witch thing it's are, are all the way around you know the, this was a um this was a woman that was in maine she was in sullivan maine and she died giving birth and she was witnessed by several people i mean this was like groups of people that witnessed her and that was the first actual documented ghost sighting and she came back and she had messages she needed to give and she actually, I, um, she actually died when she was 22 years old, but then she kind of orchestrated her husband getting married to a 15-year-old, and she came and she told them the day after they got married that she was going to give birth, and she was going to die, and 10 months later, she gave birth, and she died. So it was um, a ghost predicted that, Hmm. which was actually kind of a cool story. I mean, it's sad, but it's kind of a cool story that a ghost predicted that. So she went around and and there was um, people said it was a hoax. They said it had something to do with, you know, her being a witch or uh, they even brought in the demonic spirit thing. She was a demonic spirit. So, yeah, things like that go way back. And, yeah. and to this day, that's still considered the first reported? That is, that is as far as I know, unless somebody else knows, that is, as far as I know, that is the first real documented sighting of a ghost. And it was 1799 in Sullivan, Maine. There's a lot of wars, obviously, in our history. The creation of the country is, is, a, is a whole war. But 
I'm sure the two of you, Sabrina, looking at you especially, you want to talk <laughs> about Gettysburg because the anniversary is actually today. Starts today, actually, and, and goes runs to the third. So go ahead and talk about uh, Gettysburg. Well, everybody knows me, knows that my heart is in Gettysburg, <laughs> as well as my mind and where my body wants to be. But uh, Gettysburg, you're right, 1863, um, Confederates came in and Union had to protect Gettysburg. Almost or over 50,000 casualties of the war. That kind of trauma is going to leave so much impact on a city that it can't help but be haunted. Just that amount of war, that amount of trauma, that amount of bloodshed. And then the fact that you have, because of the war, body parts that are being found and people haven't been dug up yet. There are literally still bodies in Gettysburg from the war that nobody knows where they are. Just that kind of oppression alone is going to make for a immensely haunted city. You're, you're talking about soldiers that were killed in action, right? Those are the bodies? Absolutely. Yeah. And then they've body parts where they had to amputate arms and legs. And these things are still out there. <laughs> like when you walk in the battlefield, you never know what you're walking on top of. Well, see, this is where it gets a little bit of, a little bit of fun uh, for you, especially because... Tell us, you've been there a few times now, but tell us about some of the experiences you've had with the, the spirits at, at Gettysburg. Oh, my gosh. You got me excited with that part. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, well, my I'm a medium, but it really hit me hard walking down Confederate Avenue. Uh, when my mom decided to go up to the fire tower, look out, take some beautiful pictures, I walked Confederate Avenue alone, and I was approached by a Union soldier who I didn't know. I was walking on the Confederate side. The Union soldier was trying to get me to run to the tree line. And I just kept repeating to myself, run to the tree line, run to the tree line, because that's what he was saying to me. I found out that he was actually trying to protect me. It was like a reliving for him. Get me out of the way, protect the citizens. Uh, another story I have there is actually uh, a Confederate soldier up by the Eternal Light. Um, his name was Joe. <laughs> he was just the sweetest old man ever. And he kept, he approached me and he was telling me that uh, it was really good for hiding up there. And he wanted me to follow him to a rock that he used to sit on. Well, he waited and I was so into and so entranced into what I was doing with this spirit. I almost walked off a cliff. Mom had to actually grab me and get me back because he was pulling me into that so much. And of course we have the orphanage stories. There's so many stories from the orphanage. Um, we had stories from Jenny Wade house. We have, I could go on and on and on about stories and get, I could go on about stories in the hotel. <laughs> Gettysburg. There's so many stories I could tell about Gettysburg. She can, by the way. She's told me a lot of them, most of them. <laughs> um, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave Gettysburg only because I want to, I want to touch on some other peers. But and, and amazingly, almost unbelievably, 
with all the death that had that's happened at Gettysburg, like you said, there's still body parts that haven't been dug up there. That's still not, as far as I know, that's still not the war that's had the most death. That is the next ones that we covered. First was the Great War, and they call it that only because they had no clue that they were going to see an even bigger one just a few years later. That was World War II. World War II still stands as, I believe for our side at least, where we've lost the most people, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, even more than, than Gettysburg and all the wars up to that point. Even afterwards, still World War II is still one of the biggest, the biggest event in the 20th century. So obviously there's going to there's gonna be a lot of, you know, we, we heard about, I've gone on the Midway over here in San Diego, the USS Hornet. There's a lot of ships that are haunted and they served uh, during the during World War II. So there are, we know about those stories. But what other stories are there are there left behind from from the World War II era that that, that add to the haunted history of America? I don't, you know, I, I don't know any specific ones that because uh, I haven't really studied it that much. But um, when you have so many deaths, you are going to have spirits. I imagine everywhere there was fighting, there is a spirit. Um, there's so much trauma involved in it and when you have a collected amount of people with so much anger killing each other there's going to be spirits there and you know i haven't personally come across any um but i'm sure there has been well then you have the the pow part of all wars yeah um i've noticed that the where you get the most spiritual activity and the most most sadness is with the POWs, and we have encountered a few of those, mm-hmm. not from World War II, but from Vietnam. Yeah. yeah. We've actually come, I mean, it, they're not just on the land where the battles happen. You can pick up them in um, museums. If you're sensitive, you can go through a museum that has artifacts from the wars, from all the wars. Which we've done that. And we have done that, and you will, you know, connect to a spirit that is attached to that object that maybe while they were a prisoner, they were, that's the only thing they had that kept them sane. Actually, we do have a story from World War II. Pilot named Robert. Oh, Robert. <laughs> there is actually a story from, yes. from that. We, uh, we went to a museum and it, this man jumped out at me specifically wanting help and communication. And um, I tried to move him on in the middle of the museum. That did not work, but he ended up coming home with us. And it's it was so cool to actually get his full name on Spirit Box and then look him up and find photos of him, find his route, find his everything that he did on his plane. And he was a World War II pilot. And he was still here because he felt guilty. Yeah. He, his, um, he could not move on. His guilt just kept him stuck. And he knew that we could communicate with him. So we've, we've talked to him several times. We still can't get him to move on. He refuses, but he is calmer now as far as feeling guilty that he was simply, um, do, he was obeying commands. And, you know, it wasn't his choice. He did not want to do what he had to do. So, 
but it's like no matter where you go, you know what I mean? But spirits are not necessarily attached to the land all the time or to the area that it happened. It can sometimes be with the artifacts that they have. Like in this case, a plane. Yeah. This was, he was attached to a plane. Now we came across uh, one that was from the World War II era that crashed. And they have just a small piece of it at the same museum. And there are still spirits attached to that, that we have communicated with. I don't bring them up that much because they are very traumatized. Mm. And we want to move them on. I don't want anybody going in there and traumatizing them more. So I can keep that one secret. I know mom wants to keep that secret yeah. zero until so we can actually help these men. I know a lot of times I go, because I'm an empath, and I'll go through and I'll see things from the wars, all the wars, and even from things like the Holocaust and stuff. And, and there's still spirits, energy that's attached to that. And these they did not want to do what they did. Not all of them. I mean, there were some that were very happy to go ahead and do what they were doing, you know, command and the commanders that had to, you know, higher up told them what to do. And then they had to tell somebody else what to do. And yeah, there's always that one person that has to take that shot and that life. And sometimes they feel guilty and they just need someone to communicate with and tell them that it's okay. You know, that, they don't need to feel guilty anymore that they can move on. Not they're forgiven. Yeah. It, they need someone to tell them they have been forgiven. So that's, that's my, my stories when it comes to a lot of the wars. Yeah. You, you both of you make a good point there that all of, all of our haunted history isn't just with wars. I mean, a lot of it is because yeah. of the wars, but so the next thing we're going to had nothing. Well, you can kind of see it as a quote unquote war, if you will. But I was almost a hundred years ago, prohibition, the prohibition era, that when when there were so many gang killings. Uh, <laughs> this is the time of uh, organized crime because you, you simply couldn't have a drink, and 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 then there were the uh, they call it the protection monies. If not, then we can we can't guarantee your safety, even though it was them doing all the uh, the bombings and everything that was going on. So all all of that you can imagine. How how much energy and and I'm sure a lot of spirits are left over from that from the from the prohibition era, right? Right, right. You got you got uh, all these mobsters and and you know there's so much money and power involved in it, and so they they've got that energy anyways, and their goal is to take what they want and to control the situation, and they're not just going to give up. They're not just going to just because they're dead. They're not just walking away. And they're still they're still there. Especially when you have people like Al Capone. Yeah. Yeah. When you have Al Capone, he's you know, I mean, think about that power. Think about that energy that came from him and his power. He didn't just walk away. <laughs> he's still walking around doing his thing. Well, you know, so, something you made me think about actually when you say that, a lot of the a lot of the uh the violence happened in, in Chicago. And today, a hundred years later, a lot of violence is still happening in Chicago. So, I mean, we, yeah. you got to laugh at it or shake your head or one of the two. But, but really, I mean, 
I don't think we can ever make do a serious study on this, but I I would be yeah. very interested in in studying in a, in a paranormal way if there's any maybe possession or maybe uh, the, like you said the spirits are still around and they're just living out their violent life through through modern people today. That's why we still have so many shootings yeah. and violence in Chicago. Yeah, yeah, you gotta you gotta wonder where it does it end. Does it end just because their life was taken? And that energy does not just end. It's energy does not die. So where does it go? Does it transfer to someone else? Well, when you see the world the way it is, that's a possibility. Yeah. Um, maybe it moves from one to the next. So. Yeah, again, just... I do that a lot here on Paranormal Perception. All of you know that I listen on a regular basis. Just something I'm really... Make you make you say, hmm. Think about it. Uh, so <laughs> let's skip to skip a little, few more decades into the. Uh, I won't play disco, but into the 1970s because it was known for the for the, that was a disco era. But also on the supernatural, paranormal side, uh, a lot of the satanic panic started around there. There was for some reason that era gave us a lot of serial killers, which today a lot of you uh, are fans of. Uh, you call it true crime. That that was during that era, so I'm sure there was a there's a lot of spiritual uh, residual, I guess, left over from from that era, isn't there? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, the serial killer. I mean, you're a victim of a serial killer. You're absolutely going to be probably stuck here. I mean, the biggest reason that we have spirits is trauma. That is a horrible, horrible, traumatic way to die. So of course we're going to have that. And then you have the ritualistic part of satanic panic, which I just discovered a little while ago. And I'm highly disturbed. <laughs> Thanks, yeah, Henry. Sorry. I should. Yeah. I was going to say, I shouldn't have told you anything. <laughs> yeah. Henry put us in, in history mode to find out what satanic panic was. <laughs> that was disturbing. And boy, so did they find out. out. Oh Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, of course, I mean, when it comes to, to serial killers and to occult killings and sacrifice and things like that, absolutely, it's going to cause a huge amount of trauma, a huge amount of energy, and a huge amount of haunting. Well, when you think of a ritual in the first place, what is it? It's raising it's energy. energy. You're, when, you, when you are in a ritual position, you are raising the energy cone. And where does it go? <laughs> you know, I mean, it's got to be directed somewhere. It yeah. doesn't just, you know, float around. So and then you have the, the fact of taking life with it. Yeah. And then that energy shift. I mean, seeing what life and death happens, being what I do, there's a, a massive amount of energy. Yeah. Well, and that, and the sacrificing. Yep. I mean, when you, so then you have the traumas and yeah. so many layer on layer on layer. Yeah. What why do you think we had so many serial killers in the uh, in the 1970s? I mean, were, were they like copycats of each or why, why do you think we had them so many so many in the in the 1970s? Honestly, I do think a lot of it might have been from copycatting. I mean, you have that still happens today. I mean, you have um, stories where somebody goes out and they they get away with something. It's like the thrill of getting away with so many murder, you know? literally. Yeah, yeah. 
you're 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 doing this and it's like i'm fooling someone i'm getting away with it it's like i'm hiding and nobody knows what i did and and they keep it's just like that adrenaline their adrenaline keeps building and building and building once again it's energy and they feed off of that it's kind of like um it's kind of like a, a a negative spirit a demonic spirit or i guess if you want to say you feed it your fear feeds it well they're they're real and adrenaline of killing of torturing of sacrificing of doing everything that they've done it's feeding them it's feeding the negativity that's in them yeah when you, you think of somebody like a race car driver or somebody it's an adrenaline rush you're going yeah that fast and you're surviving it and it's you're into it and it's adventure yeah and excitement and that that's their adrenaline rush and then they have to up it how can i how can i make it better how can i do it more it's they need more hence yeah. evil can evil yeah there you go <laughs> yeah no, when you were saying that, though, you made me think about the the boy here in Sean Clan when they came on. Uh, when was it? a couple weeks ago when we did the uh, the episode on on um, not serial killers on skinwalkers and how they were they mentioned during the episode of that you at least in the Navajo Nation they don't want to say they they don't use the word skinwalker that's a Western invention but they I won't say the word either but the uh, the Navajo word for skinwalker they don't say it because like you said. It calls attention to them, and because yeah. you're talking about it, it like perks their ears of like, hey, someone's talking about me. So yeah, I I get that same thing here. Yeah, the more negative energy in this case, yeah, because a lot of them in in history, you look back at them, and Sabrina, don't do it this time, but go back and look at you know some of the pictures, some of the thing is the uh, <laughs> they're not really bad ones, but they do look like ritualistic killings. So yeah, they 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 are definitely feeding whatever dark entities were saying, hey, kill him, kill him, kill him, kill him. I mean, the yeah. the, uh, the latest uh, Conjuring movie, the, the Devil Made Me Do It, that's the era that it took place in. I actually knew a young man many years ago that um, that he said that uh, he, he was wanting to be violent. He wanted to be violent. He wanted to hurt. He wanted to kill. And it, when he was asked why, he said, it's because Jesus told me to. And it's like, why would Jesus tell you to kill? I mean, Jesus isn't going to tell you to kill. Or, I mean, no, it, it was like the good versus evil. Yeah. It was, uh, it was a play. It was a play between the good versus evil. So I think a lot of the ritual stuff happens in that way. You know, you're, all- you're making me think of something by saying that, that I kind of don't want to say but i also do want to say because you you both of you know for sure but everybody listening you also know i never hold back on paranormal perception that's the reason why i do paranormal perception but you you saying that i'm starting to see that that era that 19 late 60s most of the 70s when we had all these serial killer killers the satanic panic was going on all all of that um maybe it was the testing ground if you will to to what we have now, where we don't have as many not serial killers like like what we know from back then, but just taking over people and influencing. I mean, there's a reason 
why social media influencers call themselves influencers and you know a lot of them they don't they do good things that they don't you know so there's some that you know do help you out with some stuff um make you feel good just have just give you a fun day but there are others and you guys know that out there listening there are others that even if they're in their mind they may be saying something positive and it doesn't come out that way and the comments definitely don't go in the positive in the positive way so maybe that era may have been like a, a little dip in the water, if you will. Let's see if we can. Uh, let's see. If, let's see how how much we can influence humans. And this is this is I'm, I'm talking about other entities. Uh, I won't say demonic, but maybe there were some there. But the entities were probably thinking, let me see how far we can push these humans. Now that they know how far they can, well, look out your window. You're seeing what's happening now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You 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 may not have the. Um this the massive amount of serial killers now but you have uh, that's been replaced over the years yeah with massive shootings so you know and it, it, you know it, it you can look back in history and you gotta wonder i mean i'm not saying for sure and i'm not blaming anything on anything but when you go back in history as a researcher you have to stop and think what is influencing all this is there something that we don't know that is happening? Is there a different kind of, there is always good versus evil. So does that have anything to do with the way the world is changing? Probably. Easier for those dark entities to, to take over, to influence. Yeah. If you have an entire population in the country that pretty much erases religion, any kind of religion from, from their lives. Yeah. Yeah, there's that. Uh, I'm going to skip over. The, I was going to talk about the 80s, but I'm going to skip over that only because really all I can think about there that was kind of paranormal was the uh, Dungeons and Dragons scare, which it, it was it was funny to me at the time because I used to play Dungeons and Dragons. I was one of those kids uh, and it's popular again today because of Stranger Things, although it's not the game isn't played as much as it is. I wish it was. It would probably get kids off the video games and everything else um, and get you in front of it. See, if anything, looking back on it now, it was it was that was really social because you had to be together with your friends or a group of friends, a group of people to play the game, to play a campaign. And a lot of times you you met new friends there, people that strangers that came in and joined your campaign. You would make new friends today. Yeah, I mean, you do it online, but it, we all all three of us, we, it's not the same when, when like we would love instead of talking over the zoom and microphones and all this we'd love to be in the same room together the energy would be fantastic so there's that yeah. so i'll skip over the uh the D thing because it wasn't really a scare to me it was more of a fun thing so we'll go into this millennium now i mean we started with a big scare the y2k most of it honestly for 2000s it, it's tech people are being afraid of tech the tech takeover now not so much tech has taken over pretty much our lives i mean we know that we're holding everybody holds their lives in their hand in that phone every single day. So it may have started as a fear of tech, but not really, uh, especially from 2020 to now. And I, I honestly, I've, I've, I've talked about this with, with the two of you privately before. Uh, a, lot, a lot of people say since 2020 to now, there's been a great awakening. I see that great awakening really started to happen in late 98, 99, and into, into the turn of the century, into the 2000s, and, and 2020 really was the final slap like hey look it's real it's happening 
you're not wearing a tinfoil hat. You're not a conspiracy theorist. All those theories, they're happening. They're real. That's what I, where I think, unfortunately, we're going. Um, I mean, I know we can go for like 20 hours on this one, but right now, 2022, July, well, going into July 4th, 2022, how do the two of you see where our history is? Well, everybody joked around about having a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> I think that we are actually in a zombie apocalypse, but everybody's alive. Everybody is all about their device. It's like people don't have a sense of life anymore, a sense of communication, or people don't value other people's lives anymore. And I think that's where we're getting into all these shootings and killings, and everybody has become dead in their own mind. It's all about what's in their hand, what they see on their phone and what people like the influencers tell them to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like we've become desensitized to real, the real. It's like everything is on a computer, on a phone, and you see things dying all the time. You see things being heard all the time, but it's like, oh, they're fine. Let me go into things like artificial intelligence. I mean, they're making robot life. Yeah. So there's no heart to that. There's no soul to that. So we're truly becoming a world full of zombie people. Yeah, I that, call us robo people too. <laughs> yeah, robo people. Yeah, there was there was a story that I actually was going to put into the Paranormal Perception 360 report. I think it was four weeks ago. It came from. Japan, I want to say, where it wasn't programmed this way, but robots, robots in a factory, they started showing emotions. Basically, they because they they were uh, they were ignored. They were they, the workers would forget to turn them off because you know they want to go home, so they forget to turn them on. I mean, turn them off for the for the day. The next morning, they would come, and they ref, the robots refused to work, and they they were like wondering why until they, until they after a while they said wait. This only happens when we neglect them. We don't change their oil. We don't ma- you know, do any maintenance or turn them off for the, for the night. So it's like it, it, they were showing emotions. So a machines, robots were coming to life, at least in that story. But I didn't include it because I said, nah, people are not going to believe it. But yeah, that. And then also, I'm going to start doing a lot more stories on, on this soon. And you hear it in the opening, the, the regular opening, not the real, not the uh, special one for uh, 4th of July, transhumanism. Where we're basically becoming Darth Vader, cyborgs, half robot, half human, you know, have a cybernetic eye, uh, put this chip in you, put this in me so I can live longer, live longer. It's just we're, we're so afraid of death is the way I see it that we're willing to become machines just to live forever. But yeah, not, like you said, not knowing we're actually killing ourselves by doing that. Yeah, we're, we're actually replacing human life. And it's like, we're going to be obsolete eventually. Yeah. It's like, are. it's like your computer, you know, you get new ones and it's like, we're just going to replace people. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a sad thing. You know I mean? I, I love technology to a certain point. It is very convenient in a lot of ways. I mean, I'm a lot older than a lot of people. And I remember when we didn't have this really cool technology, but I think it's gone too far. When robots start feeling emotion, we we've stepped over too far. You know, mm, it's it a sci-fi movie. Yeah, it's not. Um, 
it, it's starting to get dangerous. And yeah, I, there has to be a certain point where you stop. But I don't think anybody's going to. They're just going to keep going and going and going until we are obsolete. Yeah. But this episode won't keep going and going. I want to end it. Uh, this is a perfect way to end it, actually, the way we started. We started with the Declaration of Independence. That's what created. That's what we're celebrating on Monday, the, uh, the, the, our Declaration of Independence. Uh, the Constitution. I've said it in private conversations. I said it one time on a radio show. Their heads almost exploded. It's un-American. You can't say that. But let me let me ask you two and everybody listening, if you want to reply to me on Facebook, on uh, on anywhere on social media, email me. You can. Henry at ParanormalPerception.show if you, if you want. And I'm pretty sure I'm going to get a few emails because uh, I've never asked this question out loud until right this second. And let me pose it to the, the two of you. Right now, as we go into the 4th of July weekend, 2022, have we, as America, have we outgrown our own constitution? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we, we have. We have. Um, things have, um, things have, like I said, things, everything is getting out of hand. It's, it's going, we're pushing boundaries. And I think sometimes we need to take a step back. I mean, a lot of things have changed over the years, and some of it's good, some of it's not so good. And But it's just going to keep changing, and it's going to keep pushing and pushing and pushing, and where are we going to end up? It's kind of, to me, a very scary end. I think half of our society here in America doesn't even know what the Constitution is. Yeah. Um, Fourth of July to them, and, and like the Declaration of Independence. I mean, nobody knows what it is. It's just like it's a day for fireworks and cookouts. Yeah, nobody pays attention to it. And so, where those of us that do remember it know what it is, we understand those values, and but these people don't. And it, it's making for a scary world. And where that is simple, the Constitution is simple. It's so much more complicated now that it's almost like we need a new one. Yeah. Yeah. See, and, and I agree a million percent with you, Sabrina. And unfortunately, a lot of the people that don't know don't what the con what the Constitution is, they're politicians. The <laughs> ones that should know it because that's who you're serving. Other than us, also, you need to follow the Constitution. That's it. Like you said, it's very simple what you should be doing. But when the reason why I started saying this long before 2020, uh, and it's gotten worse since then, as you as you can see, as anybody can see, really looking out the window, looking at social media, looking at, at news, uh, if you still watch it. But when we we I, the reason why I say that is because to me, the Constitution, all these years, all well, on Monday it's going to be 246 years later, it's been perverted. Everything, no matter what that thing is, everything. Is now a right, and that's not how the Constitution works. You don't have a right anywhere to marry a 12-year-old when you're 75 because it's my constitutional right. You don't have the right to kill someone because you've seen them as, I don't know, they don't really give anything to society. That's not a right. It's still murder, no matter what. There's too many things that we all know 
deep, deep down in our in our in our soul, we know what's right, what's wrong, and why it's right and wrong. But we keep using the Constitution as a right, a right, an excuse to do whatever we want to do. That's chaos. That's not. It's not a country anymore. Absolutely, yeah. I agree. Yeah, and my my point on that is not a political party. It's not. It's not liberal. It's not conservative. It's not Democrat. It's not Republican. It's not independent. It's moral. Yeah, it's a moral value that we as humans should have. But I think a lot of humans have lost it. Yeah, creating yeah a zombie apocalypse. Yeah, <laughs> that's the world we've created. Yeah, see, the, the thing is, when when we start playing or thinking we're the creator, that's when we got a problem. When you yeah. don't fear a creator, and, and privately, we, you know, we've, you've, we've had talks about religion, and, 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 and there's a lot of people that I've talked to also, uh, not on the air, but uh, not guests, but off the air, we, and a lot of them said, well, I, I don't know, and many people also say, I don't know if I, if I can be, like if I can get behind a religion that tries to rule me by fear. Well, you know, at this point, the quote from Star Wars, Anakin Skywalker, if it works, if that keeps you in line, it's got to be fear because everything else ain't working. We've tried for 246 years almost. So, yeah, how's it going to end? Who knows? I mean, I think that's the most scariest thing. That's why paranormal perception. I switched in 2020, especially from only talking to ghost investigators and and you know demonic entities and 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 the and what what most people would consider paranormal to covering everything like what we're doing right now and since we're not really talking about ghost hunting or anything even though two realm does that but we're talking about the world because the world the normal is now the paranormal but is that a good or bad thing well everybody buckle up we'll all find out together soon so executive decision i'm making here uh, I was going to take a break earlier and then bring on a hero and Sean Clem, but here's what we're going to do. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to make this a two-parter now, the 4th of July two-parter. So this one, uh, that was two round paranormal. We, we went, we went almost an hour here, uh, which is, which is good. I didn't interrupt you two because like always, and you know, when we have our, our personal talks, we can go on for nine hours and still not cover everything that we want to talk about. So same thing here. So there's a little bit, there's a little bit of the haunted history of America. Uh, and you can follow Two Room Paranormal. I have the link on the sort of description to everything. But of course, we got, uh, I hate math. Uh, how many months till the, uh, the BNO? I don't want to count. So I'm going to make months. you count. <laughs> three, three, three months, three stressful, chaotic months. <laughs> yeah. So go ahead and tell people all about it if they haven't heard about it. Okay, the BNO fundraiser is actually, um, people don't seem to like the word fundraiser. So, what it really is is a paracon, and your ticket money is going to them to help them rebuild and restore. So, it is a paracon. There will be vendors, speakers, tours. Uh, you get to see the death car, which has been seen on Halls of Files and Ghost Hunters and America's Most Terrifying Places. Um, it's going to be September 24th and 25th at the BNO Roundhouse. We're going to have it in the roundhouse itself. Um, of course, you can meet Sean. You can meet Santiago Cirillo from The Walking Dead. You can meet Eric Connor and Kristen Lee, who owns Speller House. She's also a medium and author. And with Sean Austin, I should say, for those that didn't hear the commercial. 
Um, Kristen's going to do a gallery gallery reading and um, we're going to have a silent auction, which we're working on now. We've actually got a couple places that I'm going to tease here are donating private investigations, (laughs) which is really cool. And there's going to be a huge surprise that's going to happen on September 23rd that we're going to announce in August. Um, the night stuff, you can come have a ghost hunt with Santiago and Sean and Kristen and Eric. You can see a documentary from Scare Network TV that Sean's in and hear his story. He's going to do a concert. So it's going to be a blast. It's going to be an incredible time, incredible weekend. And it all is for a good cause. It helps these men and women rebuild the roundhouse that they love so much. And this is an all-volunteer primarily run on donations group that owns this place. So they need this fundraiser. Yeah. And I'll, I'll add this seriously. The, like you said a second ago, the people don't seem to like the word fundraiser. What well, number one, that's what it is. I mean, OC Paracon, the one we're doing, I mentioned it when the, the last time when you were on with Sean, it benefits me. Most of the Paracons that all of you have gone to or are planning to go to, they benefit, you're paying, you're giving money to, celebrities and whoever else is attending here sean every everybody that's going there santiago everybody they're not collecting anything they're not getting paid for this they're doing it because they believe they love the bno roundhouse and they say yeah this would be a good event to be at so they're don't they're donating their time the uh, sean his music everything that you're going to see there and experience there it's getting donated there all the proceeds are going to the bno to keep it alive basically now all of you that are listening to paranormal perception all of you that follow Two Room Paranormal, all of you that follow Sean, and every everyone that's going to be there, you watch them because of the paranormal things that they do. You believe in the supernatural. Along with that should come karmic energy. Can you imagine the karmic energy that's going to come back to you from helping out, from going to this thing? Think about that part, too. So don't just, oh, it's just a fundraiser. Think about that, the karmic energy. You don't, And you don't have to you know, get praised about it. Oh, look what uh, good things happen. It, it's just going to happen. That, that That's all it is. That's what, that's what happens when people give out of the kindness of their hearts. Everything that they're, all the volunteers uh, that comes from the kindness of their heart. It's not, well, I'll give you $300 so I can meet, you know, somebody, a, a person, a TV personality. That's not what this is. You'll see some of them there, but again, it's all going to a great cause. So I imagine for you, you do get something back that positive karmic energy. Think about that and hopefully get some tickets to go to, to go there and be a part of that event on that weekend. So everything, uh, again, on uh, 2 paranormalresearch.com that's the website. Everything is linked on there. Just click on their name on the show description. It'll take you there. So both of you ladies, thanks a lot. It's always a pleasure talking to you, as you know. Um, if I don't talk to you, I probably will, but I'll say it here in public. Have a great 4th of July weekend. Uh, happy birthday it is our birthday the, the country's birthday so that's all of our birthdays we got the presents hope all of you enjoy and like i said this is part one it wasn't going to be but i'm making this part one of the fourth of july episode the next episode we're gonna go to america before it was even called america hero and sean clinton will join me on the second part of the fourth of july episode i'm afraid of america I'm afraid I can't help it I'm afraid I can't I'm afraid I can't
That was Paranormal Perception.